Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log, 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 talk radio. This thing right here is for my people's in the streets. Yes, 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 today. All right, welcome to RSG One Mike. We got another hot one here in the, in the, in the business, and we're going to find out today, has the bubble burst? We're going to be asking, we're going to find out. So much happening with the, everybody talking about a bubble and everything, and some people aren't talking about a bubble, but we're going to get to that in the cipher uh, in about 15 minutes. But, you know, we're going to kick it off with uh, open mic, but we're going to uh, start out with uh, introductions of uh, my, my co-host here tonight. Uh, let, me start, let me start with uh, my man, Carl Hampton. How you doing? I'm busting well, brother. How you doing? Oh, doing well, man. Glad to have you here. I know you're hustling, uh, so it's good to have you here tonight with us. Uh, then we got the youngin who who will be helping us out in this first segment. His name is Darnell Kirkland Jr. For you folks who don't know, how you doing, Darnell? I'm doing great. Like uh, like I told the kids today, when we were um the summer workouts. Um, it's 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 88, and I'm feeling great. And weather is nice outside. Nobody needs to be going to Miami with the way Ipsy's looking right now. <laughs> that, that's that's right. That's right. That's right. And my name is Devon Wilson, and I'm the other 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 third of this least three man booth. And we used to have our friend, our, our other brother, uh, Hank Davis, but he's not here with us tonight. But we got a full show to hit you. And so in the open mic, uh, we a hey, the youngin, the, the the Gatorade Player of the Year, Monty Bates uh, made his decision. Uh, you, you know, got on there was on Zoom, whatever. And, and, and announced that he's going to go to Michigan State, uh, be a Sparty. And I know the Spartan Nation is uh, excited uh, to, to, to hear that kind of stuff. But, but uh, there's a lot, still a lot to talk to about this story because, um, you know, there's still questions about whether or not he will go uh, to the league. And so we don't want to um, uh, uh, look at that. But one of the interesting things in the conversation was, uh, you know, Amani's dad was asked about was he mad that more people didn't recruit him. And I didn't realize – he, he wasn't getting pushed at, you know, he wasn't getting recruited at the, at the level that a player like his caliber should have been recruited. I'm, I'm thinking one, some of that might have been because of Sparty, but I know, Darnell, I know you're close to the situation. Uh, wh- where did that statement come, come from? Well, I, I can see both sides because um, from where EJ is, is um, coming with this is, he's talking about, like, um, well, most of the schools, a lot of these guys, like these players, they want to the experience, you know, the experience of being recruited and that kind of thing. You you see with um a lot of players that came into the NBA um straight out of high school, when they first hit free agency, they always talk about they want the experience. Even if they only even if they're only considering to play for one or two teams, they still want to hear the pitch. But the thing with um the other colleges is the other colleges they don't really they the main point with them is they don't want to waste their time. Like at the end of the day, Everybody knows Imani. He grew up a state fan. He's a he's a he's a Sparty. So if he um if the, there's really two choices for him, he was either going going to state or he's going to the NBA. But um so knowing that most schools are not gonna waste their resources to come out 
and really um, push for it because they know they don't have a chance. But at the same time, I can see from the other side, the athlete's point of view, they want the experience to be courted, you know, to um, <laughs> have the experience to see Coach K, you know, to see um, Roy Williams, to see Bill Self, you know, to see all the big um, guys um, coming to campus, you know what I'm saying? But um, it's just the way things fall down sometimes. And I, I mean, I, and we might ask you a few questions. And I know I'm, I'm about to bring Hammer in, in a minute, but um, you know, one of the things he talked about with Michigan State was loyalty. You know, he wanted to be loyal. They were, they were, uh, you know, connected with him from early on. Um, but then I saw him with the Ipswich Press. You know, and I'm from uh, Michigan, and I know some of that area has changed so much since I, since I, uh, um, you know, played my uh, high school sports in that area. You have a lot more stuff happening in Ann Arbor. You have other institutions coming online. Uh, you have, um, uh, you know, other kinds of things happening. You have new institutions. Uh, you know, uh, Hank talked about what's happening in Ypsilanti with Will Run and some of the former schools. Um, but now you see Ypsilanti, and he's not going to be with Lincoln. Can you talk a little bit about how that came about? Well, you got to look at it from, from this point of view. Um, Imani, he, he's a great prospect, right? He's a great player. And this point, at this point of his development, he needs to be playing against players that are closer to his um, level of talent so he can be challenged more and for him to grow at a, at a more accelerated rate pretty much. And what, what it, his dad really wants him to play against the bigger schools, but with the MSHA rules, um, him being at the um, at Lincoln, he can't necessarily play all the big schools. He can only play um, the schools that you know are in Michigan. But um, Lincoln, at, at Lincoln, um, we they've been doing a um, a good job of of heightening the level of competition because you know in years past when I was going to Lincoln, Lincoln didn't play River Rouge, Lincoln didn't play Ben Harbor, you know what I'm saying? But um, they did put those tougher, harder um, teams on the schedule. But um, with this um, with this new wrinkle, with him going creating a um, his own prep school, which is a groundbreaking mm -hmm. move in and of itself, mm -hmm. he gets the best of both worlds. Like you talk, you 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 mentioned loyalty, right? Yeah. Um, you can say you're saying like if he um is if he's big on loyalty, why would he leave Lincoln? But the thing is, the loyalty isn't just to Lincoln, man. The loyalty of the FC. That's the soil. So if so, in in his mind, the um, what he needs to do for himself and for for his best interest is to go to a prep school to better his talent. And if he didn't create this prep school, he will be going to an IMG in Florida, Montverde in Florida. He'll be going to schools in LA and stuff like that. He's bringing the prep kind of stuff to Michigan. So sometimes. You might get a Montverde pulling up to Ipsy. You might get an IMG pulling up to Ipsy. You might get ESPN um, rolling up to um, Ipsy Prep. It's gonna be that's 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 gonna be a, a challenge for me to uh, get get that in my head. But yeah, Ipsy Prep. They might be on ESPN, you know, um, and that that's a big thing for the city. And that's what he was talking about when he says loyalty, right? He's loyalty. He's loyal to the city, and. Um, he's going to be bringing these things to the city because um, like other big superstars like your LeBron James, not necessarily on the same level, but, you know, um, stars like that, they draw 
big crowds, big excitement, big revenue to the city. And if he can bring, um, obviously not on the same scale, but, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a big thing for the city of Atlanta to have Imani Bates here. Yeah, and I, I think I love the point that you're making about, in some ways, uh, this young cat is learning from, you know, what he's seeing from folks like before him, like LeBron and others building, uh, building that next generation, you know, in terms of the entrepreneurial aspect of it. As you're saying, giving back to a city, creating opportunities and his platform to, 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 um, to elevate the opportunities for folks uh, in, in the area. But it was just when I saw that I was like, "Ipsy Prep," you know. And I haven't been in the, in the in the area for a while. Because it didn't, it doesn't exist. Everybody, it, does, it doesn't you say? exist. Oh, Ipsy Prep does not exist right now. It's not. So, it's not it, thing. It, it, so he's he's trying. It doesn't exist, but he's trying to get it to exist. Right. It, it is in the process of being constructed. Wow. In the process of being, um, you know, they um uh, sources say that they have, um a venue to be played at or a school to be played at. Um, they do, they already have um, players committed to coming to Ipsy Prep. You have players um, from his AAU team already committed. You have John McCreer from Lincoln. He, um, he moved, making the move over to Ipsy Prep. And you're going to see even more. Like, uh, I know we're talking about the, um, the commitment to Michigan State, but uh, if I'm being completely honest with you, I'm not – um, you gotta, you gotta really look at the words that he's saying. Not necessarily about being committed. He's saying, they asked him, "Where would you be playing your college ball?" He said, "I don't know. I don't know what the future holds, but I'm saying I will be committed to Michigan State." And yeah. he said, um, "And when they asked him why, he said, uh, Michigan State's been showing him, um, showing him um, love. They've been loyal to him since he was in seventh grade. So he said he has to show them love. When he said he's showing them love, does that mean he's actually gonna play?" Or is he showing them love by, you know, giving them the hype of saying, okay, we got the number one recruit? Because we don't necessarily know if he's necessarily going to play for the green and white or if he's going to go to the NBA. But um, that's a ways, that's a way, that's still a ways down the road. And we're going to have to wait and see what's, go, what's going to happen. We got Hammer back with us. Y'all know if you want to weigh in on this. It's an incredible story for a lot of us from Michigan, having a young man got really bringing Michigan basketball back on on the map, homegrown, uh, in that way. Um, it's, it's good to see, but uh, I know you've been watching a little bit of this. Uh, what, what's been your thoughts on what you're hearing with uh, Amani Bates? Man, I mean, it hit, it hit the wire as far as uh, CBS uh, Sportsline breaking news. So, you know, and then y'all started uh, doing the group chat. And so I, I'll be blunt with you. I haven't been following these young cats until yeah. – um, you know, I know Jalen Johnson's, you know, Patrick Baldwin, the ones in Wisconsin. Uh, but yeah, as far as it's great to see somebody from Ypsilanti, but I just don't see, uh, I mean, schools know what's up. If he wasn't being recruited that well, there's other, there's other things in the store. I think he's going to go to the G League or if they change the rules in the CBA, possibly go straight to school because everything I read about this kid, uh, he just, uh, the truth. So yeah. Um, and then hearing about the prep school, yeah, Darnell broke it down. I think, sadly, our values are messed up. We're doing prep schools to play basketball instead of prep schools to prepare us for, uh, you know, college. But, you know, I'm not naive. I mean, uh, the young man wants better competition. Um, he wants to do, like, 
these kids did, Trace McGray back in the day, and my uh, IMG, and and get that opportunity that you wouldn't get uh, if you stay uh, at the crib and stay locally. And so, you know, this is uh, especially in the, in the times of COVID. You know, you gotta bring it. Uh, you gotta get that money. So, um, I mean, people are suffering out here. So the main thing is that I, I, I respect a young man. If he's one and done, that's that's cool. He's his own. He had Jalen Johnson's. He had a lot of one and done there. So uh, Zach Randolph before was one and done was uh was cool. He was one and done. So um, yeah, but the schools are gonna waste their time. I mean, I've read some things about Patrick Baldwin Jr. Like Duke's all in. You know, they're trying to get him hard. So and he was considered a failure if they don't get Patrick Baldwin Jr. So. I was reading some of his other recruiting after seeing this brother, and and yeah, it's just great to hear this local perspective from brother uh, Darnell Jr., uh, as well as you uh, knowing the Michigan game. Because I really, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I'm sure my age, but the last time I knew about the Michigan game was, uh, you know, with uh, Weber and the Fab Five, because um, you know I was just stunned that Jawan didn't go to the everyone. Everyone in the hood said Jawan was going to Arizona, and all of a sudden Jawan went to the Fab Five and like. He shot us, so, but then he kept it under wraps, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People who really knew him knew he was going to Michigan, so, yeah, yeah I wish that man well, but said again, it's just weird with these one-and-dones, let's be real about it. These kids get on campus, they gone by spring semester, you know what I'm saying? Training, so, because they uh, had this one brother, um, who was the brother that, uh, the one time I go to H HBCU, uh, I Ike, yeah, 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 so, I mean, it'd be great for HBCU if he stayed there four years. I mean, I know people, my parents are graduates of HBCUs, Tennessee State, John C. Smith. Um, you know, again, I got friends, FAMU, Tuskegee, Alcorn. Great experience. I, mean, I went to PWI myself, one of the best in the world, obviously, but um, you don't get the HBCU experience from being a one and done. You're going to be out and you're going to be trained by my spring, so it's great for the one and does, but you know, again, I just don't see how it's gonna help the school long term unless they get a whole bunch of one and duns, you know, back in a row, you know, in unison role, you know, going back and uh, you know, consecutively. But I just don't see it. So and what, I what I, yeah, yeah, and what I would see with something like that, and this is why probably getting, I didn't thought about this until Darnell brought it up, is um, the long term financial commitment they make these young cats are making. So what I'm imagining is he's going to get this prep going, but he's not done. He's watched what LeBron has done in, in, you know, in Akron. And he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'll have the resources to really, this will be my legacy. Like these young cats are seeing that because it's being, it's being role modeled by Jalen Rose with the Jalen Rose Academy. You know, they're aware of that. They see what Jalen's doing, uh, which is it. And I think with the HBCU, if will really could, could count is, is first of all, even though you, you go one and done, do you graduate? That's one. The other thing is you can be a benefactor. You can be giving money. And so yes, if, if you get, and you know, as I know, HBCUs could use that kind of person. Oh, support. big time. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, but, to put the money but, there. But Devon, though, but, but Devon, let's be real though. You're not going to gain affinity for account for campus in the one and done experience. I just don't see it, man. I mean, 
Cats uh, all the time. I, 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 I watched. I watched the kids from Duke. They love Duke. Have you seen? Well, yeah, you play that's Ari Irving talk about Duke. He played a lot. I think that's 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 deception. Yeah, they talk about Duke like they've been there for four years. That's how these kids. Yeah, Zion's talking about that. Yeah, but I think. That's but that's how they operate. The rule, they are microwave. Uh, uh, the rule, bro. Them one rule, year is like four years. Yeah, and I would love to see Mikey. I would love to see Mikey Williams play. At Alabama State for uh, Mo Williams. Oh, I'd love to see that happen if Mo Williams is still there in four years. Yeah. yeah, I saw he's at Alabama State. But, yeah, I mean, the main thing I would say is that I think Darnell broke it down, you all, and uh, D. Wells broke it down as well, is that these kids understand, especially with the, the trying times being a black male in America now, that they want to help other black males succeed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's only one Mikey Williams, only one yeah. his brother from uh, Ypsilanti, so yeah. – there's only one, you know, Patrick Baldwin Jr. So I think that you want to transform lives and really yep. give what God gave you back to your community and lift That's right. That's what LeVon's done in Akron. That's what Jalen's done with Jalen Rose Academy in uh, Detroit. And so that's what mine's going to do in uh, Hopi Ypsilanti if uh, God blesses him with uh, the fortune of uh, being, you know, either going to Michigan State or, or, or making that money. So, yeah, so I hear about that. But um, – yeah, it's fascinating because it was national news today. And so it's just obviously we're a slow time in sports, but we made national news. But I was just, because I was just like, Epsilanti, I was like, hey, let me hit up Bud Darnell, let me hit up D. Wells and see what's up. Yeah. I was like, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, it was, just, it was great news, great news. Well, uh, we've been for a couple of weeks doing a power to the people in our opening segment. And uh, another big news is the uh, uh, state of Mississippi and the state flag. Um, you know, uh, Hammer, you are our state, you know, our, our background person who's worked with at the state level and federal level. I mean, to do things like this takes a lot of work for uh, mm -hmm. a watershed moment. Uh, I mean, you know the history of Mississippi and, and yeah. the efforts around this. Um, what, what does this mean? Uh, like, what to you as someone who understands the inner workings of these kind of things, what did that mean when you heard this, saw the momentum for this? Well, I'm biased, bro. You know, my late mother's from Mississippi, man. Hey, my father's there. from Jackson. Yeah, yep. you know, well, from Columbus area. So yep. I was breaking down to you. Um, I'm going to disappoint a lot of people, I'm going to say, but you have me out here to keep it real, like real sports yep. guys. It's all about the money, man. Yeah. They're not, they're not, I mean, the flag, yeah. Um, it, it'll be, some, I mean, a lot of brothers, it'll be some, it's symbolism. We got to do systemic change in Mississippi, especially. I was told yesterday Mississippi doesn't even have a court fact that just fact is just if I'm if I'm wrong, but they don't have an economic development director. Like, come on now, uh, they're 50th in everything um, besides Sally, Wisconsin, some things. So, uh, but we're gonna work on that at uh, yeah. my level. So, the bottom line is that um, yeah, it, it was about the money, man. So yeah. they took the flag. I, I was talking to my cousin. I got a cousin in Columbus, Mississippi, which is right near Tupelo, where Elvis is from. And, you know, we broke it down. That I said, it's going to be passed because they don't lose out in the SEC championship. They don't lose out on all this money. And so that's all it's about. Is going to be systemic change? Have you been in Mississippi lately? I mean, last month in Mississippi was selling a funeral. Yeah. It, it hasn't changed, man. So, I mean, I'm not putting down, taking down the flag is going to lift up a lot of people but we need to do systemic change in Mississippi, man. Mississippi is one of the poorest states in the union. It, again, I got love for it because I wouldn't be here but for Mississippi because my mama's from there. But 
And I, I, I'll give you a personal story. My mama's not here right now because she got poisoned because they would uh, poison the black wells in town and leave the white wells alone with a chemical plant. So, I mean, change the flags, they're going to change that systemic uh, racism there. So, um, it over appeals, but it's great to see the brother the running back and all these brothers who uh, demand the flag be down and great to see Coach Leach and Coach Kiffin up in there. But what are you going to do for the mass, for the majority of people who don't have a voice in Mississippi? Who are being who don't have the clout to do these, and so you know you you have you're helping to select few, yeah, but you're not helping the masses who are going to abject poverty um, in Mississippi. So, uh, like I said, it, it, it's so it's a period victory in a sense. So, and but I, you know I think you point out some really good points, and it's been part of my theme of you know policy over. Uh, 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 over pandering, and so, but I think we have to have some of these symbolic changes. I think just like you said, this is the first move, but there's much more to go. Um, I want to send a shout out to my folks down at Pontywood Wood School outside of Jackson. One, of, it's an okay. all black boarding school. Uh, it's an ama uh, amazing uh, boarding school. I used to go down and recruit uh, uh, down there, and so there's some, some there's some gems uh, in terms of opportunities. But as you say, you know, it's ranked near the bottom in a lot of areas that. Um, have a, a bigger impact on black communities, um, uh, poor folks in general in Mississippi, but black communities uh, proportionally. Um, so uh, it's important that this is a first step and hopefully this leads to other, uh, other, other action uh, that we could do. What was interesting about it um, when I interviewed the head coach uh, for Ole Miss was the fact that they nominated two of their uh, team members to participate in the BSU on campus. Now, Hammer, you know on these large campuses, you know, there's a chasm between black athletes and sometimes black students. You don't have a lot of in a lot of different places, but it was something that was missed. But for a higher ed person, um, that connection is interesting connection and necessary connection. A lot of universities you'll have some some universities where you'll have some crossover and engagement uh, uh, between athletes and uh, the general student population of, of black students. But it's, when I heard about that, that's an interesting structural uh, 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 decision uh, there to, to really connect the athletes to uh, the work that's being done on the student campus. I don't know if you caught that one, but I didn't catch I, it, but I'm campuses, we know about those chasms. Yeah, we know about those chasms between, sadly, the scholarship uh, brothers and sisters, uh, mm -hmm. as well as uh, the general populace. So, yeah, I, that's a great move. It's, that's a systemic move right there. Yeah, yeah. That's going to show, that's going to bring unity in the campus because sadly we have disunity and, and divisions and divisiveness mm -hmm. between the student athletes and the students who have sadly different experiences. So the fact that they are in that space, that's a great move. And that's the type yeah. of stuff we need to do, the incremental small moves. Um, so I, I give, I'll give kudos to that. Definitely. That's great, brother. But yeah. as far as, uh, again, getting to infant mortality and uh, you know, business development, you know, we got to do more, uh, Governor Reeves, and let's say we got to do more than take the stars and bars down uh, to lift up the black community. Like you, you said, the symbolism is powerful because symbols hurt people and uh, hurt lives. Don't get me wrong, but the systems destroy lives and kill lives. And so that's what we need to look at as far as the, again, the power of what we're dealing with um, 
So yeah, but but I'll give a shout out to that. I can't criticize that, brother. Yeah, I thought I, I, I sucked that one in because you you would understand it because you and I, I have worked for this campus quick, and, yeah. and watch, watch how that does it. And that's that's a that's a small move that people miss. We, we, we're gonna come back to this stuff, uh, but I want to jump into the cipher. Is the bubble bursting? Everybody talking about these bubbles. Every sport talking about these bubbles. Now, now MLB not even talking about a bubble, but everybody talking about these bubbles. You got and as the bubbles are being formed, we got rising cases in Florida where a state is gonna host some of this stuff. Uh, you, you got um, you got about uh, over 20 cases, I think, in the NBA that have been um, uh, reported. Maybe a little bit more. Um, you got you got the executive director for the uh, NFL Players Association uh, publicly going at players who are working outside. Uh, rightfully so. You know, doing their all stuff. Rightfully so. You got you got the uh, you got the M- MLB is basically saying we're gonna stay in our home cities and we're gonna fly across the country. You got college football shutting down as we speak as cases rise is the bubble bursting I, i'm gonna start with you young and darnell is the bubble bursting right now college sports i think um the word you're looking for is second wave but i but i don't even know if we got on the first wave beyond we haven't bro but yeah. <laughs> there seems to be cases spiking all over the, all over the place except for one place and that is the great state of michigan because of Gretchen Whitmer. Well, yeah. on, on other um, but on another note, um, you saw Clemson. Clemson had like thirty-five cases. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> I I just don't see how they can do the, how um, this NBA season is going going to be able to restart in Florida. When it seems like everybody and their mom has COVID in Florida. Like this is like ten thousand new cases in Florida over the last weekend or something like that. I forgot um, how, what the time span was on that, but 10,000 new cases? And I've been hearing that and before I go to Hammer. I've been hearing that, but the way these NBA players are going to come in, they're going to come in and go right to the Disney World bubble, which is like 40 miles in terms of its land coverage. So it's kind of sneaky around how people are talking about Florida because – Disney World is literally a bubble. Like, they're going to fly in. They're going to have escorts. They're going to get right to there. You know, like, Toronto is already uh, in Florida right now. Like, yeah. get into the bubble. They're going to be quarantined for a while, and then they're going to be in the bubble. So, I'm almost like I've been thinking about this. I think sometimes that might be overplayed for how the NBA set it up. I, I don't know about some of these other sports, but the way they're going to get these folks in there gonna be a lot of time for stopping off at uh, uh, Wingstop and uh, getting you some food on the way in. People gonna get in; and they got to go right to where they're going. Uh, so, but if you're watching the spikes. You're right; that's the issue up there. Hammer, you hearing it? You know, you been you watching the baseball? You got everything on? Is the bubble bursting? And I'm gonna ask you: Does my spring suggestion look like it might be coming true? Yeah, I think the bubble is. Uh... It's, bur- it's bursting, man. It's really frightening if you see um, just the coronavirus is um, just running amok around the, the country. And can't leave. You know, it just scares me about um, really the libertarianism as well as just a lack of, uh, you know, regard for your common man where, you know, I'm, I'm out here in Madison. Ain't nobody wearing no mask, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I'm the only person. They look at me like... Uh, you crazy, crazy. <laughs> and so 
yeah, I just think again, I don't know how you're gonna do NFL when these cats are they're doing these these high risk workouts, um, and you see COVID going crazy. Um, perfect example, not to go off tangent, but it shows you how how it spreads. Uh, people in this church, uh, um, I think it's Oregon, went in a uh, 350 uh, member congregation. Somebody came in there, 260 infected. I mean, this 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 virus spreads like wildfire, man. Yeah. And so I just don't see. I think NBA has the best model, but baseball traveling is it's crazy. They they need to do a bubble as well, and then. As far as uh, college football, I mean, you got a contact sport and you got a social distance. Uh, I mean, you know, we we got some bad quarterbacks that social distance all the time. You get beat on, beat on, uh, beat on uh, pass play. So, but yeah, I mean, it just I don't see how. I thought again, like I said, I think the NFL will try it, try their best, but just it's gonna be weird as far as, and, 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 and just just real talk with fantasy. Like if somebody gets COVID and they down for two weeks. Yes, that's what hurt the buck. You know, it's just it's wild. I, I just yeah, we, I mean, we got to sit there and think about our fancy setup and our rules, and oh, yeah. we're supposed to have a few more uh, reserves. Yeah, we, 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 oh, yeah, a few more reserves, definitely. Yeah, so I think the bottom line is that I don't baseball. I think is out of their minds to have not have a bubble. Basketball, I think, has the best thing, but sadly, one right one uh one one egghead's gonna mess it up and come back. Infect everybody. So I mean, I understand I have, you know, snitch uh, lines and you know protocols like that. But um, yeah, I just again, the only thing about football where I thought it, it would happen is because you have such a short time span for football. It's only three years, the average person. So to give up a year of a three-year career makes really no sense to me. But again, it's the way it spreads, man. I mean, you're looking at like you talk about Clemson, uh, University of Houston. Um, the way it spreads, man. I mean, one one dude got it, man. I mean, he can affect the whole field after a game. So it's just, I just pray every day we get uh, you know, we get a vaccine. And even like I said, with a vaccine, polls show only seventy five percent is going to get it. So when that get her immunity is not eighty percent. So yeah, it, it's just uh, we're just in tough times now. But you know, not to be spiritual here, but. I just have to thank the Lord and pray every day. But um, sports, as we know it, I think basketball will be all right. But baseball, football, they're in trouble, man. Especially in college. In, in RSG, we provide space for that spiritual reflection. So thank you for sharing that. You okay. know, I, I did. I, I thought that, but, you know, I, I never, you know, hey. for our, my brothers who don't believe in the word, uh, you know, You'll believe it soon enough. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> you'll believe it soon enough. So I got I got friends who, who were so atheists and you know that's your tangent. They believe them now because it's, like, it's, it's real, man. It's real. I mean, you know, I think I know you have family passed away. Yep. Um, you know, sadly. So it's just uh, tragic. But that's that's where I am. D Wells is it? I mean, basketball as usual the best model. Football, I just don't see it from the kind they standpoint. Baseball, they just messed everything up with baseball, man. I mean, it just and seeing Mike Leak's not going to play with Mike Leak, really, and other people, I'm just like, uh, it, it's just it, it's terrible, man. So, hey, so Darnell, I mean, you're doing, and, and we didn't put out here, but I mean, you're doing, you're you get to update, you're doing the youth, you're doing high school, you're you're you know where you got even less control 
um, in, in parameters and resources around here. What are y'all seeing on that level? How's it That's what I'm concerned about because if Michigan, if our numbers stay low, but Texas and Florida and all the southern states starting to um, and to continue this um, steep increase, are we going to um, are we going to react off that and cancel the season? Mm. And our numbers are low. I'm not sure how that how that will work or um, that's going to go. But um, as far as turnout. The numbers are high. Like <laughs> a lot of kids, they've been in the they've been in the um, in the house all summer, and the kids are coming out. Like um, we got a pretty much a whole team <laughs> for um, freshmen. Well, not freshmen, but freshmen only got like two liners, but everybody else is like they got a whole bunch of skill players. But JV, we got like a full team out there. Varsity got like almost a full team out there. So it's, the turnout seems to be pretty good coming, um, especially for this part of the this part of summer, because, you know, with freshmen, you know, when school starts, they're going to get an influx of players that usually come in that didn't know when the workouts are going to be and that kind of stuff. But um, the, t- the numbers seem to be big, so I don't know exactly how the parents are, are feeling about this because mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to that many parents about it. Some of these parents are trying to get their kids out of the house. They didn't even think about COVID. Uh, they better <laughs> think about it, got, man. They need to think about it, but they. You saw one. You saw one family. Twenty-six people got infected, and the father had a compromised immune system. He's gone. Day yes. before Father's Day, passed away. So yes, it just yeah. It, it, COVID doesn't discriminate. I put that way. Other people are discriminating, but COVID yeah. doesn't discriminate. COVID doesn't discriminate. Well, we're gonna be watching this bubble. We're gonna be checking it out because right now, like, got little holes in it. Uh, I'd be remiss to uh, leave without – we had a big announcement today with Cam Newton going to New England. I know that wasn't on our rundown. Yes, but, sir. But we, maybe – let's talk about it. Darnell, what's your reaction to Cam? Yeah, Belichick's done it again. You know what's crazy? When this news came down yesterday, I was 1,000% sure this was going to be the big headline of the show. But then, like, 1.30, 2 o'clock p.m., Today, while I'm at work, we get the the bomb, the bomb dropped. But um, but yeah, Cam Newton, Cam Newton um to the Patriots. I think um this move um helps them st- to stay relevant. Um, I don't think Bill Belichick ever was really into tanking. I don't think he ever really wants to bottom out. He loves the game too much. Um, he's a guy kind of like Greg Popovich now, where they want to stay afloat. They try to rebuild um without necessarily all the way – without bottoming all the way out like Boston did, like San Antonio did in basketball. And um, it, it'll be interesting to see how they adapt to this new quarterback and um, how they um, kind of take it with the new play style because um, you see – you saw Josh McDaniels, uh, who's on the coaching staff. When he was in Denver, he uh, he coached Tebow. And, um, yep, drafted he, Tebow. Drafted. Yeah, drafted. Not drafted. Just coach, drafted. Yeah, so um, – I don't know if they're going to tailor the offense more towards that way or are they going to try to, you know, because Cam has a history, a long history of injuries. So I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the way they're going to go. But I, I see them being an 8-8, eight and, an eight and eight, nine and seven, ten and 6 kind of team. I don't see them necessarily going to the Super Bowl, but I don't see them being bad either. So it, um, it keeps them afloat. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hammer, what was your reaction? 
I thought it was a great move. I was really worried about Cam because um, I thought the market would basically materialize where he would get um, – I thought Jacksonville would, would come after him. But it doesn't make sense. It's a low-risk, high-reward for them. I'm understanding he's healthy. Uh, Belichick has always had high regard for him. You probably know he's 2-0 and against New England, which is, you know, saying something. Um, and I think the bottom line with, is that uh, I think they're going to tailor the offense – to him as far as running more because I think that their running game is, is they got best running back rooms in the league so with Simon Michelle you know our brother James White from Wisconsin Burkhead so um, I think he's going to be able to compensate for the lack of talent uh, on the edge positions on the uh, wide receiver position as well as the tight end position and uh, I think they'll, they'll use him uh, they're going to use him like he did in Carolina he'll get hurt again I think they'll use a, a sweet spot with him where he'll be running more than, than obviously Tom Brady will do, but not as much as he did in the, in the past. And so I think he'll be more accurate with Josh McDaniels. And I think, um, you know, brother Donnell broke it down. Like he, he steals my words all the time. So yeah. the fact he got Tebow tells me he knows how to do it. Uh, and they beat your beloved Steelers. Uh, yeah. You know, right. I hate to bring it up. I, I have to with Tebow and quarterback. So, and the main thing, the final thing I'm going to say is that you're not going to waste a defense like that, Brother D. Wells or Brother Darnell. That, uh, that defense is too tight to not uh, have Cam. So if he, if he fails, I think they, they still like Stenham. Don't get me wrong. Um, and also, look at you got Gus Malzahn. I know, I know Belichick called Malzahn. I know he did because yeah. he's got those great college relationships. So I was happy for Brother Cam. Uh, I think he's healthy. He's hungry. Uh, he's been humble, Cam. I mean, this guy was the most wanted MVP, and then all of a sudden, you know, you got people like San Diego doesn't want you, you know, so, uh, the, you know, Carolina discards you at the worst possible time after the free agency group to basically mess you over. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's a great move. And if he does, if he's not healthy, then, um, you know, sadly his career is over, but, you know, he had a great career, but if he is healthy, get one year, kill it, then get you a two, three-year deal with New England and keep going. He's still a young cat, so yeah. Yep, that's right. I was like, Cam, oh, Cam. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, he's back in business right now. Well, hey, this has been fun. Uh, you know, we usually have my my man uh, Hank here to drop the mic. I, I guess I got to do it tonight. I won't do it as much uh, service as probably Hank is, but I'm going to drop the mic here on RSG. Uh, one mic. Um, we just talked about this topic earlier. I mean, I, you know, um, we have been part of what I, I would say is a, a watershed moment in history. I mean, we, um, you know, it was uh, kind of the uh, weird conditions of a pandemic, uh, uh, along with the heinous uh, efforts that we've heard, um, that we've had to witness um, as part of this. Uh, uh, this time period we've been off, and it's just created this kind of global um, uh, uh, response um, uh, in terms of social justice. Um, and so I, I never thought in my lifetime, and I, I think Hammer alluded to it, that I would see Mississippi ever changing their flag. As someone who uh, father um, uh, grew up uh, near Jackson, Mississippi, played the blues with folks like B.B. King and Muddy Waters and hearing a lot about that history. I remember uh, when I was a young admissions counselor flying into Jackson to go 
uh, visit uh, Pontywood School, which is a historical, uh, historic uh, uh, black boarding school. Um, never been there, had been assigned an opportunity. You know, I remember uh, as a plane was landing, looking uh, at the woods and trees and, and, and in my mind, thinking about ancestors and slaves running those woods. I don't know why those images came to me um, and thinking about um, uh, the history uh, that existed uh, in the D South, in, uh, specifically in Mississippi. Um, and then as I drove up to Pineywood School and interacted with students, it was like, hope, this is the future. You had these young people from all over the world, all over America. Um, I was from the Midwest, there was a number of young people from Illinois, from uh, Amps, neck of the woods, uh, who went to Piney Woods, preparing to, to go to some of the best schools in the country. Um, I, I, later on, recent years, a good friend of mine, former teammate, uh, Hollis Smith is working on a project uh, uh, down in, in Mississippi where as an officer, he's created a non-for-profit to address issues with the homeless, um, partnering with institutions uh, to, to really build the capacity, uh, decided to do it because he was like, you know, as an officer, we're on the front lines, we see what's going on. Um, and so it gives me hope that um, we now have a young person, we have young people who have spurred onto something to do something I thought I would never see in my lifetime. Uh, but as Hammer said earlier, the work is not done. Uh, this is only the beginning and we must continue to put uh, the, the pedal to the metal. We must continue to push for policy change, changes while we have folks' attention. Uh, and, um, you know, if we can make these kind of changes in Mississippi, I think we have the potential of making some uh, broad-based changes. But don't believe that folks who are counter this movement are going to sit back and be still uh, just because of this announcement. Uh, the work has to be relentless. Uh, we have to continue. Uh, we have to push it wherever we sit. Um, but for now, I will hold on to this moment. Um, and cherish it as one more step to the reality that we all want to see uh, in our world and our society. Until next time, this is D. Wills, a real sports guys, one mic, along with my man Hammer and, and Darnell uh, and Hank. Yeah, yeah, today. One mic. Phoenix is another place. They got a great uh, training staff. They, they, they were able to breathe life back into shack. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.